0: What's going on, family? I got a little bit to talk about, or I guess a lot to talk about. But what we're talking about today is why we lost and why we will lose again. And nobody really wants to deal with this. No one really wants to talk about this. Because oftentimes the truth hurts. The truth does hurt. You know, like the fact that we come from greatness and we come from intelligence and we come from very, very high, quote-unquote, civilizations. The truth is, we're nothing close to that right now, that our group, the African-American community, is by far, like, the most ignorant. Not in terms of, like, ignorant, terms like, Pete, I'm talking about, like, we don't have the most skills. Our education is poor. Our knowledge of self is even worse. And because we have such a lack of knowledge of self, we're, like chickens with no head. And that's not just in America, that's everywhere. I watched a video, um, I think it's on We Love Africa or something to that effect, where Professor James Smalls uh, was being interviewed by uh, one of our brothers and sisters from the motherland. And what caught my attention right away, which usually catches my attention, is how little... And, they, and it's not saying that like Africans on the homeland don't know much about their own history, but how little they actually know about their own history. Where Professor James Smalls was educating the brother on certain historical details that you could tell he wasn't that familiar with, things that he doesn't keep in the in the realm of his mind. The Berlin Conference, you know, certain uh, um, events during slavery, the Africanness of Black folks. And or, I mean, because I wasn't surprised to see that he didn't know about the Gullah Geechee Nation. There's um, African Americans that don't know about these African uh, communities within uh, within the United States by itself. And there's a few of them. There's not just the one uh, Professor James Smalls belongs to. There's a few of them. But the reason why I say, or this is one of the reasons why we, it, it's that it's that perpetual ignorance, and it's also that desire. Like, we don't have a true desire to find out who we were. Part of that is because we don't really feel like there's anything there. Like, who wants to be reminded that they were a slave? And now, there was a good point in the video that I'm going to make here. They, a European never took slaves from Africa. They took people from Africa and turned them into slaves. They took workers. They took refugees, as has been explained many, many times by other elders and even myself on this, pot, uh, on this platform. When we oftentimes talk about uh, slaves selling other slaves, that came so late within the history. And that was a minority group. And the people most involved with this sort of thing were not African in spirit. If we are gonna talk about Africans, you see the uh, part about history that gets so misunderstood, even though we can give these little these episodes that reveal what what the reality was, people would prefer to believe what's popular, what's colloquial, what's the colloquial history? And I know that's not really the right word to say it, but we're using the black scenery today. Colloquial history is history not it doesn't mean that it's real history it means history in the way that we remember it like colloquial an example of colloquial history that is fading away is uh, christopher columbus discovering america we know that he really didn't do it but it's taught as if he did it you know george washington i think he chopped down a cherry tree or something that's not real history but it's history that's taught you know if somebody were to tell you oh who is that president who was who was chopping down cherry trees people would be like oh yeah george washington it doesn't mean that it's true and we have a lot of a lot of examples of that but the issue is is that when we prefer that part of history that is a problem family the the biggest problem with it is that we don't see that we're accepting someone else's vision, someone else's situation, someone else's ignorance, someone else's cognitive dissonance. Now we can talk about Stockholm syndrome. We can talk about a lot of different psychological things, but ultimately what that boils down to is that we spend too much time sympathizing with the people who have oppressed us than actually sympathizing with ourselves even in even in modern times we're still a slave we still ask asking massa how do we feel about this how do we feel about reparations massa how do we feel about slavery massa how do we feel about <laughs> you know how do we feel about our history massa massa you don't like our history well we don't like our history you know maybe we can find a middle ground within our history maybe we can say you know uh, All cultures are great and everybody does this and everybody got a little bit of something and, you know, hip-hop is everybody, music is everybody's, unless that music comes from Europe uh, or any other part of Asia. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. But to get back to what I was talking about, uh, the reason why I found that, that whole interview just to be, like, just so telling to me is that it's not the first time that I've seen something like that. Or have experienced something like that. You know. And this is the history of folks. Like we, How often do we forget why Marcus Garvey came to the United States? Take all that history that we know about uh, Jamaica. And all that history that we know about A.T. And then you got to look about what happened afterwards. How did the white man come back and take control? How is the Jamaicans still the most dominant force in the country. And they're not even close to the population. Some of them don't even live on the island no more. How is this possible? Why did these people have to flee where they were at to come to the United States? And why haven't we seen so much of that now? You see, that is a problem. That is a problem. Number one, let me just deal with this problem. If people at this if, at this day and age, if people are coming to the United States for a revolution, they are they they should be very disappointed. There are people that are in the fight. There's actually people in the fight everywhere. On the motherland, people are fighting. Ain't never stop fighting. Never stop fighting. Remember that. You wouldn't have the Professor Jameses, the John Henry Clarks, all those folks who are able to go into Africa, talking the talk that they're talking, doing the research that they're doing, if there weren't other people on the motherland that was of a similar mindset. This is the reality of it. Okay? But just because there's a few people or a few groups that are fighting, it doesn't mean that there is a fight in the sense that We come to understand it to be. There is no fight against real white supremacy in this country at the moment. It doesn't mean that that can't change, but there is no real fight. And part of the reasons for that fight is that there is no unified voice or unified mission amongst our people. That's one reason. One group believe one thing. The other group believes another thing just a few months ago, it was FBA versus uh, African immigrants. A lot of us don't even have the intellectual, spiritual, or emotional maturity to know how to deal with situations like that. And I'll even throw myself into that because I was sucked into that for a bit because I was offended. I was hurt. That doesn't make my actions right. That doesn't make them redeemable. I'm not here trying to sit on a pedestal and say that I know everything. This is a objective analysis of our current situation. And it does not look pretty, family. Eventually, the Professor James Smalls will be gone. The Charles Finches will be gone. The Hiawatha Kamines, the Clyde Winters, the Dr. Edwin Nichols, our scholars will be gone. Who will replace them? We have some scholars, yes. But who will replace them as far as the voice, as far as the knowledge, as far as the study? Many of your scholars now do not study. They, uh, they peruse, they uh, a skim, but they're not students. There are some students, though, but not enough. Not enough. Not enough in terms of the people that are preaching what we need to be doing. Okay? We have, a, like I said, we have a few people. We have a few people fighting that traditional fight. But it's not enough. And family, it, it hasn't been enough. See, the biggest issue, or one of the biggest issues, I keep talking about issues, but that's what we're here for, the issues, is that we're approaching this war, playing a game that has no relationship to war. And that game is checkers. We just make moves. We just make moves and we think, okay, if I make this move and I'm better here, we're not playing. That's not chess. That's not chess at all. Chess is is thinking many, many moves ahead. Many moves ahead. The vast majority of us haven't even thought about what we're going to do after reparations. As much as we're talking about reparations right now, there has been no conversations about what we're going to do after reparations. There's a lot of talk about black lives mattering people supporting these uh, comments about white lives Mattering, and all these different things. And we have not set or settled upon how are we going to ensure that black lives matter? Have we even asked the real question? I'm talking about the totality of us. I'm not talking about some of us, but have we asked the question, why do black lives matter? Why does your life matter? See, if we can't answer that question or if we're not prepared to start answering that question, then we're not going to be moving forward. It seems like we care more about who slapped or punched who, who's sleeping with who. How much money does this idea make? What language does this black person over here speak? What book or spiritual code do you follow? All right. Oh, uh, and how you decide to wear your hair and whether or not you smoke weed, like the things that we tend to spend our time on is ridiculous. And even when we apa- even when we pay attention to the important things, we find the dumb shit to, to to focus on. Like what's going on with Kanye is some shit that we need to be paying attention to. Precedents are being set. Things are being done. The bed bucks, the bed wenches, are heeding the call. And yet, people seem to can't, they they, they can't distract themselves from the bullshit. And I guess with Kanye, that's hard, because a lot of what he comes with is bullshit. And I'm like, I'm not one of those people who think that there's something deeper behind what he does. I do think something has happened to him. And I've been talking about this for a family. I'm for a minute family. Y'all know, I didn't really quite get into that whole Kanye's a clone thing, but I did. I did recognize that there was a distinct difference. And I, and let's not forget, like I, I have like my stepdad has met him personally, you know, like not in a, um, like a formal event or anything, like on some, you know, some casual they happen to be in the same place, having a conversation, getting to know each other, type of thing. Okay. And he's very, very different. And it's not just from what you see. And I'm like, man, he's very, very different. He's very, very different. Some people call him a growth. You know, I do agree that there was a huge change after he lost his mom. Which I have, I got like I have not lost my mother, but I have a brother who lost his mom. I got few brothers that lost their mom. A cousin who lost their mom. A friend who lost their mom. You know that shit is not easy. So I understand like that one. Like I don't understand, but I can, I can sympathize because I've seen what that can do. And then I even further sympathize because I know about what these pharmaceutical drugs can do, what this psychiatry does and it's, too o- it's far too often that we combine psychology and psychiatry. Psychiatry is the use of drugs. The things that they use in psychiatry, if you look at the history of it, family, it's unethical. Using electricity, Family, where's the proof that this thing works or that, that, that they're using electricity or any kind of electroshock treatment, which is still being used? Like, that, we, that's another thing we gotta get past. Stop allowing these motherfuckers to simply change the name of something and now that becomes something completely different. It's not different. That's one of our issues. That's why we haven't realized that slavery didn't end in the 1800s. Stupid. Go look up when they, uh, When they removed peonage. That's when slavery was officially removed and it still continued. But the reason why it continued is because they simply changed the name of slavery, but they didn't change the role. This is why you have to be careful about how the society chooses to redefine things. It's part of rhetoric. It's used to confuse you. That's what it is, and it's doing a marvelous job. It's doing a marvelous job. Back to Kanye, family. What we all we need to pay attention to is this struggle. Now, where he is in this struggle, I'm not sure. That's not something I can evaluate. It's a lot, of, it's the, it, but there, but there appears to be a lot going on with with Ye, uh, with Ye. Let me not, because that's something that has been brought to my attention. I don't, I don't follow him enough to know about these things or but i but evidently he wants to be referred to as yeah whatever yeah because we sure as hell did that shit with p diddy changing his fucking name 50 times and he's one of the biggest coons in the on the planet maybe there maybe there's been some people who've exceeded him but i know while while he was relevant one of the biggest coons so go look at the people he hung with and the things that he did and that whole story like he he I'm not even going to get there, but we, we respected him enough, um, to call him by his new name. So I'm gonna call, I'm gonna respect our brother enough to call him by the name that he wants to be referred to as yet. But is is definitely very, very troubled. He's gone through a lot of things, you know, taking his children away from him. That's something else that I can relate to, uh, in terms of how that can make you feel a certain way. So I'm, that's why I don't really have too many evaluations on what his end game really is. I don't, I don't feel like he's really clear on that, but we have to be, uh, we have to be clear on what's happening that these people who want to cancel you just for mentioning who they are and the things that they do are flexing once again. And we have to realize that this group has to flex because they really have nothing else. They've never had anything else because they've always been the passengers, the tag-alongs to oppression. They, they don't have anything themselves. They got money, but that's it. And they can't really flex that power against their quote-unquote betters, their the Anglo-Saxons. So best believe that every opportunity they got a chance to flex what little power they have, they will, and they've, and they've done so. Do they want more power? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to recognize when they're using their power against us, particularly to silence us. And this group has done more harm to us than you even realize, family. They've been a part of this shit since day one. You have to understand that before the European even got involved in the international slave trade, I'm talking about hundreds of years before that man was involved. Those people were involved in making money. Guess who the Lloyds of London were? Them people. Yeah. Family. Look up their history. And then we got all these people who want to be them. You got all these people who want to act like them and think that that's the original faith. It's it's that it's that shit there. It's that shit right there that allows me to understand that you guys are still perpetually slaves. Like y'all still in bondage, mental slavery. But that is still that. But that is the slavery. Slavery has always been something of the mind. It's a status. It's not something physical. It's a status. And statuses only have value up here. So, yeah, we're still mentally shackled. We're still slaves in that regard. You don't even realize why the Christianity or any of the uh, Abrahamic religions make you a slave. Why doesn't it work out the same way for the Nation of Islam? Well, look at how they go about doing their thing. And not all of them. The like, Nation of Islam is much bigger then, then Minister Lewis Farrakhan, let's understand that. But they also were founded on some different principles. I still don't get, you know, that ain't my cup of tea. I think y'all know this now, but there are some, some very, very uh, distinct differences as to why I feel like the Nation of In- Islam has been more beneficial towards black people. They don't necessarily follow the same type of code um, that the uh the eastern wing or even the western ring um follow. they they do it more in a african-american type way based on uh what was set forth by uh, elijah muhammad so there's that and and i mentioned that also because that is a good thing like i'm not, i'm not one of those folks who like just because you believe in a religion or you follow a religion or that's part or part of those moral ethics but w- it's it's the it's the depth in which you follow. It's it's how deep do you follow that it interferes with how we deal with each other, black man, black woman. How it interferes with what we know, our ignorance. That's one of the that's one of the most saddest things, because uh, when you look at history, you see the history of Europeans uh, being ignorant most of their existence, and. Throw, like, and and so willing to throw away that ignorance for the knowledge that we brought to the world, only to see black folks in this situation literally regress, throw away science for religion, although these folks that gave you this religion threw away that religion for your science. You don't even understand that. Most of the answers family think about this most of the answers that scientists ask are found in africa most of the herbs that are used at these fancy schools and these fancy uh, fancy labs over a, a lot of them the majority of them i would even argue come from africa they came to africa not just looking for well they came to africa looking for gold and found so much more their little lies, their little beliefs that they had in a little patch of land that belonged to them was nothing compared to the knowledge that they acquired while while being at our home. But we let them have it. We, we let them keep it. When I going back to that video, when I see that African man and it's not just that because I've had conversations with different people and I've seen other other conversations with that man If we thought we had it bad in terms of this goddamn religion, oh, fuck, the motherland is fucked. The motherland is fucked. Even in the way that they perceive their kingdoms, monarchies and all this stuff, like the way that they perceive themselves is a direct result of the colonial education. Family. Well, yeah, this is supposed to be why we lost and why we will lose again. Uh, The reason why we lost is because of the division. That's that's the first one. We were divided and we believe so much in the individuals and we believe so much in other people that we allowed ourselves to be put into a position where we were defeated from the inside out. They didn't just come with missionaries, family. They didn't just come with missionaries. Okay. They came with tactics. They came with, uh, did you hear what the what your enemy said over there? Oh, yeah. We just came from over there and they said, whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Then they go over there. Hey, did you know that such and such said, whoop, 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 whoop? Oh, no. Nah. Well, here, take this. Here, just pay for it. We'll help you out. And, um, you know, and we just split up the refugees afterwards. You know, we'll go put them to work. You put them to work and then we'll go put them to work. All kind of weird, crazy shit or shit to where it's just like, oh, yeah, because they never want to talk about these stories where how they use merchants and other folks that were willing uh, to betray entire kingdoms and nations for, for promises of wealth and greed. And we have that same situation here. Because we have so many people that are attached to us and we are an uh, an attached group, you know, we are a group, we are a social group, you know, and all it takes is one. All it takes is one. Who wants a little bit or wants something different or wants a little bit more than what he got and ain't necessarily trying to, you know, share it. That's why I always tell you, be careful about those folks, even folks that appear to be ostensibly appear to be a part of our community. And yet they say little things or they do little things to suggest that they have a different uh, ulterior motive, or they have some different feelings, which I feel is is more dangerous. And we have a person who truly believes in what they believe, but part of their belief is wrapped in some European fantasy, like these old King Henry type motherfuckers. You know, those those are even more dangerous because they don't even realize that they are a cancer. And if they get traction, which some do, it causes more division. That's the other issue. We have too many people trying to be the voice and not a voice. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be important. There's nothing wrong. Um, with any of that what's wrong though is when you try to have your voice overshadow or overtake someone else's who the fuck said you had all the right answers who said you had all the right answers to the point to where you could tell someone else without providing any facts that they're wrong And that we're just smart people or only smart people listen to me. And if you're smart, you listen to me. And if you're not smart, you go listen to someone else. So, yeah, division is one of the reasons. It's definitely one of the reasons why we will still lose. The other part is, is that our history doesn't make any money. Fighting white supremacy doesn't make any money. And we're naturally good-hearted people. Okay, that's why they treat us like dogs. Okay, a lot of people don't know that dogs are actually more passive-aggressive than anything. You put that leash on them, that changes the whole dynamic, you know, because now they're in somewhat inferior their life. But off the leash or anything like that, like, they, they will run away from you <laughs> nine times out of ten, unless there's something there they feel the need to protect, then, then actually fight you. Okay, and that's very much us you know, you, if we got to protect it, if we got to hold it down, okay, then, then we'll fight you. Then we'll, we'll do what we have to do. But up until that point, we try to be as peaceable as possible and try to find every solution in between or outside of, you know, the, the fight. And if it's a situation where they, we feel like we can't lead then we still try to find a way to mitigate or Make the situation work. And that is very African. That's not, it's not a disadvantage to think like that, but in certain scenarios, remember I said that in another podcast and that in certain scenarios, um, being able to think like that is an advantage. In some cases, it's a disadvantage. The same thing with dichotomous thinking sometimes either, or is, is very, isn't very, very efficient, but in certain cases it can be, you know, it's all subjective depends on the context, but that's the thing, you know? And it's also the thing that the white man has learned about his Sun Tzu. Understand your opponent, understand yourself, and you will never lose. If you continue to lose, that means you don't—you either don't understand yourself or your opponent very, very well. And the times that they lost to us, going back into Haiti, they didn't really understand who we were. We were just the labor force. They didn't give a fuck. He's like there's certain things that you have to think about. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that we were able to practice martial arts and do certain things through dance, things that would be later forbidden, certain expressions that would be later forbidden. They didn't know about that at first. There was no need to find out about certain traditions or certain dances or certain sayings. There would be times when we would say exactly what we want to do. And there's moments when we can still do that, but I'll I'll explain that in just a bit. But we would tell them exactly what we wanted to do and they would have no idea. In fact, when we get into the history of Haiti, they knew that there was going to be a rebellion. They didn't take it seriously. They just took it off. as just simple talk. Following that... Oh, you see a whole bunch of shit. You see a whole bunch of bans on literature. You see bans on importing. Like, we don't want no, no uh, banning on importing slaves. Like, no, we're just going to breed slaves. You see a reaction to things that happen. Now, you fast forward until now. There's not one form of music that white people will not infiltrate. There is not one dance that they do not try to do. There is not one saying, slang, or term that they don't try to decipher and when they can't, they get upset about it and they say that you're speaking Ebonics or you're saying this or you're saying that. Or they try to make you feel stupid for using language that they can't understand. And we miss the fact that they're trying to understand it and they're trying to understand it with a purpose. That's the part that we miss. That the reason why they want to know is because they don't want to be caught off guard. That Those moments we say those little fly things, and they send up their... <laughs> Those are the moments, family. They trying to figure out what are we up to? What does that mean? They got urban dictionaries out there. Family, that shit ain't for us. Why, why do we need an urban dictionary when we coming up with the same? And been doing it. You better pay attention, family. Why do they want to infiltrate? Why do they want to be so close? This is that integration shit. You have to also ask yourself why were they pushing for that so strongly and didn't push for for fucking anything else. Didn't even care. Like, think of, like, really think about the Little Rock Nine. Did they really go above and beyond to make sure that integration was worked out did they deal with the kids did they get them on page did they get the teachers on page or did they just say okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna integrate these schools and to make sure these black kids go in there we'll fucking send the military the army we'll send whoever the fuck we gotta send over there just to make this thing happen what was the result of that family white band educating us once again us being set back once again making less money than we did family do you realize that all of these opportunities all of this new quote-unquote good shit and we are making even less money than we were before The, the the gap got even wider and they didn't have people making money like LeBron James and Steph Curry and all that other kind of shit or did they Family. These are the questions that you have to ask yourselves. All these entertainers. When we start thinking about the uh, the bojangles, uh, when you start thinking about what was the other uh, the Gregory Hines of the world. Entertainers. Of course, entertainment's always been paid. But what's an entertainer? None more than a slave. Okay. And I say that to say, we have this illusion about opportunities for making money or things that we didn't have when that was never, like, those aren't new opp- opportunities. We've always had those opportunities. There may be a brief moment in American history where those opportunities was taken away, but that was because of all the rebellions that was happening. Remember, there was always methods before a certain point where a slave could earn their right to be free. That was Josiah Henson's uh, big thing. When you get into the actual story and not Uncle Tom's cabin, when you get into the real person, right? Josiah P. Henson's story, you find out that a lot of the cooning that he did or the things that he did was for the intent of getting his family free. He thought that, let me just do what I'm quote unquote supposed to do. And family, we still have people like that to this day. What Josiah Henson was, was no different than what a black police officer is, what a black senator is, or any particular person who is a black person who has been elevated to a particular job that is just simply trying to make shit better for them and their family. There is no difference. Okay? And in the same respect, you have just as much power to effect change as he does. Or as he did, excuse me. It don't matter. Your benefits, your privileges can be swiftly is taken away. Although if you're a white man, you can fight hard, you can go to different courts. Hell, you may even be able to get take your case out to international law if you're a white man. So these are the things that we have to keep in mind. Another reason why. Because we don't want to be free. Why don't we want to be free? Don't really understand what freedom is. Truth hurts. If you think freedom is being able to buy a PlayStation or buy a car or buy a house or to eat at this restaurant. That's... That's the problem. That's not freedom. Those are just things that you can do. Hell, a fucking prisoner can do that. All you got to do is have some good behavior or, or a warden that'll let it happen. These, those are just activities. That's not a sign of freedom. Freedom is the ability to make decisions. Freedom is the ability to live. Freedom is the ability to not just do for yourself, but oh my goodness, there's so much more being able to make your own decisions, live the way you want to, eat the way you want to. There is no freedom in this system. First of all, I got to even break, I got to burst this bubble. We live in a capitalist uh, capitalist system, okay? We also live in a Western system and it's not much different than what Western societies were historically. We are all essentially serfs. We all pay tributes, taxes, okay? Most of us at this point, live on someone else's land and if you have a landlord and that's like having a feudal lord to an extent like you're not you're not living like that's not yours you're not living on that property for your own sake you got to pay money to that property so, so you can live there for someone else's sake because at the end of the day it don't belong to you when that landlord wants your ass gone it don't matter how long you've been paying how good of a tenant you've been it's time for you to get up and go Can't be free if you don't know what freedom is. Some people may not even want freedom. That's how battered we beaten and we really think we different from the slaves from the plantation. There were slaves that didn't feel like they wanted to be free because they're like, what is we gonna do? I don't know nothing. Who's gonna take care of me if I ain't got nobody, if I ain't got no master? There's a lot of us that feel like that right now. Like when we talk about, okay, well, what if we do get our own country? What are we gonna do? Okay, because we don't even believe in our own intellectual capacity to run a uh, country, and we actually do have it. We have members, a part of the society that help in the in the running and how this shit goes. So, is it is it there? Yeah, it's the, the potential. The potential is definitely there. You know, but what's potential if you never realize it? what's potential if you don't believe you can do it if you don't believe you can do it you're not gonna do it it's just that simple shit how many of us actually feel thankful like this that's a whole nother thing there's many of us who actually feel grateful for our situation because they feel that slavery has given us opportunity like really drank the kool-aid but why wouldn't you drink the kool-aid that's basically what you're taught you were just like africans weren't doing shit Uh, They had no lives, had no education. The white man enslaved them, which was bad, but then they were able to have all these opportunities. Opportunities that we created. Sciences that we created. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? How is Morse code any different from the ancient drum language that the Akan been doing for thousands of years and other groups have been doing for thousands of years? Some things seem innovative until you realize where it come from then you realize why they had the need to create the patent office but ultimately like we don't care enough about our history and why would you you're we're not incentivized to there's too many there's too many distractions out there and like i said our enemy knows us very well he knew when we were like when he was going hard and doing shit, we were rebelling, like, nonstop. Like, the more inhumane he was, like, like bluntly inhumane, the more we pushed back, the more we stuck together, the more we forgot about whatever tribe or whatever spiritual uh, system we belong to. You know, you have people who are from uh, Songhe teaming up with people from Mali. Because at the end of the day, this enemy was greater than the rivalry that they had between each other you know so the european he got smart it took him a little bit because you have to remember his his pride and shit was still bruised and in north america especially remember uh, central and south america with the exception of cuba a lot of these places abolished slavery pretty early united states was one of one of the last ones to really uh, abolish slavery uh, and it has a lot to do with their uh, with their population versus the population of slaves so that when they had the advantage of numbers, what the fuck did they feel like they had to be nice to us for? You know, that's you know, that that was the thing. And even though you had a group of folks who realized, OK, this brutal treatment that we're doing, it's costing us money. It's costing us money. Remember how you, Napoleon had to sell us some shit because he got to fight these niggas? It's costing us money. And those that were literally not doing any work. Okay. Letting black folks work from an invent shit form. Do you think they gave a fuck about, like, first of all, they didn't care. They didn't care about the money that they, that was going to have to be spent because they weren't, they weren't working for it. They, they would inherit wealth, inherit slaves. Didn't even have to treat them good, didn't even have to release them. Fuck the will, Shit, my, shit, my slaves can't read, and I was a good slave. I'm going to keep them. So you continue making money for me. So, what value did they have on the money or rebellions? So, that civil war or that civil fight was something that was necessary to keep the United States intact. Otherwise it would have imploded on itself and the South had been that dumb forever. Like let's not forget that George Washington Carver had to help save the South because they was like this, this should really show you the little, little of a fuck that they gave a little care of how much sense they had. They were, they were making so much cotton that They were about to ruin the South's capability because cotton farming is very, very taxing on the land and they were going to ruin the same way they ruin, they own lands, cause potatoes aren't native to Ireland. And then they go through a famine. Why? Cause they were growing too many fucking potatoes, didn't understand enough about the ecology, but these supposed to be intelligent motherfuckers. So anyway, George Washington Carver used the peanut. This is how mad they are that he used a peanut. He had, his solution was just like motherfucking shit. I, I know so much about plants. Use this peanut, the oils from this peanut, and when you, when, you, when you plant it, it will replenish the soil. They're so mad about that, that they had to reduce it to a hundred different ways that he felt like, no, that's just how, how cold he was. Not only did he use a peanut to save them billions of dollars, what would be billions of possibly trillions of dollars today, he also found some uses to do some other shit with. He was, a, he, he was one of the greatest botanists we've ever had in human history he's a multi-genius a multi-genius that they continuously disrespect but it's because of the fact like it's hard for them to respect somebody that like to glorify that history would be to glorify the (laughs) the ignorance of the people who have us captive okay but i just say all that to say like they gave no fucks their their mental capacity was all fucked up anyway the point is eventually after all that shit after, you know, the Ku Klux Klan and the Ku Klux Klan being rebirthed and all this other stuff and them going back to their, their usual tactics and family, they're starting it up again. All this shit about the Proud Boys and all this shit. Remember, like, just keep in mind, this is a continuation of stuff that's already happened. Okay. And it's actually a good thing that that's happening. And that's a reason why they're trying to deal with it. That's the reason why the government is going out their way to deal with certain white supremacist groups. It's not that they don't. Agree with what it is that they're doing or the overall message, it's that they do not want to, they do not want us to be provoked. And similarly, a lot of people who belong to that group over there, especially the group that's willing to do the, the, the grunts, they don't play chess either. See, what what white supremacists do in that aspect, what they've done, this is how we got the gangs in LA or the gangs in in the East Coast. You see, when they start fucking with us, we start getting together. We start solidifying. We start to recognize who our enemy is. See, when they're kind of like doing it covertly, you know what I'm saying? Like jumping us in these situations or forcing these situations on us. And then we're dealing with it and we're trying to climb out of it and go through all the stress and anxiety. While they're in the background, don't nobody see that? You know what I'm saying? We, We focused on each other. It's Jamaica. We have, sometimes we have to look at places that colonialism or slavery or oppression has occurred to see that, see what's happening, to see where they could be get taking notes from. See, we all know about those fucking, those Willie Lynch papers. And we should be talking about The Peculiar Institution of uh, Slavery by Kenneth and uh, I forget his last name. But there's another book called The Peculiar Institution of Slavery, which is true. Because as much as those Willie Lynch papers could be false... And, uh, you know, I, I don't think so at this point, but the thing is that, that we miss about that is the fact that they were exchanging information on how best to control us and that, that hasn't went away. So when the central and South America started whitewashing certain things and accepting this mulatto class and elevating the mulatto class, that was something that the United States started doing, uh, much later especially during the early 1900s and when they started to get out of that extreme hypodescent you know or that you got one 30 second drop of uh of black blood that make you black well guess what that does to your numbers especially when you have white men who feel like all women are are theirs to conquer even if that woman is their granddaughter that came from a slave or great granddaughter that came from a slave i'm not telling you what i think i'm telling you what's documented. Okay. So when that kind of stuff happens, when that is the, when that is the result, what do you, like, what do you think? We start seeing more what they call passing people, high, yellow, all this other kind of stuff. Uh, the brown paper bag tests. Why would you need a brown paper bag test in a place to where if you were even 136, uh, black, you were black and, and, and weren't allowed. We also have to understand where that stuff come from, too. We're talking about the South. Who was in the South? What, what group is commonly known to be in the South? Creole. That's the that basically French slaves. Let's just, you know, they want to put all this other extra shit to it. It's really not. These were the early uh, classifications of, uh, of people or how they were early classifying certain slaves. right? And you also have, as it pertains to Florida, you have a lot of folks that come from Cuba. What are these things? What do these places have in common? They have common the history of hyper descent. Okay, whereas the more white blood you have, the closer you are to whiteness. And I just bring that up to say that how that information may have traveled, and it could have been other ways. Motherfucker might have re- just read a book, but I'm. But it uh, it goes back to the point too. These people study the best methods on how to oppress us. They they literally have books based on how to sell to our community. So you have to understand that they study us very, very, very well. And if they're studying studying us that well, that means they are at war with us. See, this is the kind of shit that a lot of us don't understand, don't care to understand, we won't realize, and this is why we're going to be in the situations that we're in. And the European has figured out, as long as I can keep you distracted and thinking, you think, making you think that the enemy is really the person that's next to you, Everybody's is your color but ain't your kind, you know, keeping this competition in between us, keeping the division amongst us, they will always win. And that's why they're still winning. Africa right now has every incentive to unify, has every incentive to get together and back everything off of Africa's own resources, kick everyone out, but they won't do it and it's feeling like it will never be done. Cuz the thing is, we like as much as we know all the resources and stuff come out of the motherland, we don't care about that shit. That's in our nature. We don't care about the material, we care about people. And we care more about what our relationship is going to be like with this European after the fact than we do about how we actually get ourselves in a better uh, in a better position to even get to that point to begin with. See, the European, he don't give a fuck about none of that. He care about resources. He will make any concession for resources and control of those resources. Even yo black ass. That's how they rock. That's how they roll. They've already given us the evidence of such. This is why I push them. Do you, th- do you really think that if we ever got some sort of independence, they wouldn't attack our shit with everything they attack everyone else with? Especially considering that we would be quote unquote new. Yeah, they're gonna be testing that out real quick. Yeah, let's test that chin out. That's what they do. Go look at the Stuxnet situation, and they still got an international court case right now. Cause what people don't realize is that that violated a treaty. Which is what's what surprises is that. But we're talking about them using their technology, using their resources. Not for the betterment of people, but to oppress and control people. We don't care about that. That's why we don't look at the motherland the way that they do. That's why we won't treasure it the way that they do, because Africa is the treasure. Akubalan is the treasure. But one of the reasons why we fail is because we don't care about treasures. We care about people. We could actually give a fuck about the land. That's why we had no borders. It's just like whatever. Are you comfortable? And I see that. And I see that play out in so many different ways. And it's unfortunate because I feel like that is ultimately what is going to cause us um, to to, uh, to lose uh, and to take a concession that we shouldn't take. And we have a history of make of making those concessions. A long, 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 long history of making concessions that our enemies would never make to us. And as much as I can acknowledge that that comes from a people who are just so uh, so much more spiritual, so much higher, but you can't use higher culture to deal with lower people. Okay, you can't sit up there and reason with a dog or an animal. Okay, only thing the dog care about is when you going to eat shit and if you fuck with him or not. Okay. That's all and that's all this European care, uh, care about. How is he going to eat shit? And do people like him? Do people fuck with him? That's it. You don't care about you. What it is that you have to say. Your feelings. So I keep talking about feelings and all this other kind of shit. You know, some of us feel like there's something that we could do better so that they can be better to us. Um, this is really, really sad. And it's really, really sad. You know, because we don't want to be free. Still, after all these hundreds of years, we still don't want to be free. And I still disagree with what Kanye say that we didn't choose it for 400 years, but for the last 100 years or so, I mean, I wouldn't even say quite 100 years, but at least 50, 50 to 70 years, I'll say about 70 years, we've chosen slavery. We've had every opportunity to really, to really press, to really push with the momentum that we had and every time we, we don't take it for one reason or another, and hey, if y'all don't want it, I don't know what else to say. You have to want it, and I know many people don't listen to my shit, it's whatever. It is what it is.